Joe Brusuelos is with me, Chief Economist at RSM. So we got a jobs report, and it was hotter than expected. We had more jobs. The wage growth year over year uh, certainly grabbed people's <clears throat> attention, gives the Fed the green light. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And the fact that we're going to see a resetting of wages higher at the turn of the year, as we always do, except mm -hmm. negotiations are clearly favoring labor. So the Fed not only is going to have to follow through, they're going to have to lift the rate to at least a minimum of 5 to 5.25 percent. Yeah. We get a couple more months of wage gains like this. We'll be talking 5.5 to 5.75 or higher so the 5.75 so effectively what Jim Bullard was trying to tell us this last couple weeks that the market sort of slapped mm -hmm. him with the back of its hand I think he got the better of this here I think that you know at this point the labor market is robust right it's a little overheated um, you know you know Nicole the, the, the real more difficult part about all this is you saw that decline in the labor force participation rate, right. 62.1. Yeah. Employment to population ratio is 59.9. I mean, 59, right? We need to stop and say, okay, now I understand why Jay Powell was talking about it yeah. at his speech this week on labor market and inflation. Right. We have an issue where we're seeing an acceleration of retirements. The baby boomers, a long term, we knew this was coming, mm -hmm. but it's hitting now on the back end of the pandemic. And he certainly made an allusion to long COVID. There are a lot of men 25 to 54 who right. just aren't going to be coming back to the labor force. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah. labor force participation rate came in at 62.1. The prior was 62.2. The point of the story is yeah. it's going in the wrong direction. Third straight decline. The and, labor market is shrinking. I mean, he also made the point that we are not at pre-pandemic levels and uh, didn't really think it was likely that we'd be back at those levels. Uh, right. Again, I mean, you have just basically the birth rate versus the baby boomers retiring. I right. mean, you have a fundamental problem when you it know, comes to this number. You know, our entire life, Nicole, right? our entire career arts, that labor supply increased by 1% per annum. Mm -hmm. It was just like the sun coming up yep. and sun going down. Now it's we're, we're actually not growing at all. So we're going to have to take a look at supply-side solutions from the policy sector, right. which, to be honest with you, we on Wall Street, have never ever had to assess. So there's gonna be some new terrain for us here, right? It's not gonna be friendly. And we're gonna to have to take a good hard look at immigration. Mm -hmm. And we need to begin talking seriously about that substitution of technology for labor because labor is just not going to be there. Well, we've talked about that. And as a matter of fact, I mean, when you had a lot of people who were staying at home because yeah. they had the right to do so, uh, but then it was get back to the office. And then we started to see tech companies outsourcing. Yep. If you can do it from your home, then somebody can do it for half the price in another country from their home. Right. Um, and, and that was something that was feared and actually came to life. Um, I will say continuing claims, while we're seeing jobs added and wage growth, continuing claims tells a different story because for the seventh week in a row, we're seeing that higher. Yeah, we were 1.6 million yeah, for what a do you week think of ago. That? Well, I think in the service sector, you saw some real sharp job losses, trade, transport, and retail. Right. I think what that's picking up is an increased duration of unemployment inside the retail and trade sectors. Mm -hmm. um, but if we look at the duration, it's 8.1 weeks, so two months essentially at this point. That's not a lot, but we are beginning to see the impact of those rate hikes. Right. And I would expect sometime in, in February, March, April, you're going to see residential construction likely roll over pretty hard. And it's hard to make the case that manufacturing won't see 
a period of, of job losses. Even though I saw Jay Timmons today, he's the head of the National Association of Manufacturers, he said there are 890,000 manufacturing jobs open right now, right? So right. we're going to have wow. a different type of recession. I don't think the unemployment rate's going to go much higher than 5% at mm -hmm. the peak. You know, we're going to be in a tight labor market. The demographics have, are now working against us, and we got a policy impasse in Washington, which is not opening the relief valve. So we're going to be in a we're going to be in a very interesting situation these next yeah. 12 24 months when it comes to labor and i saw it in the last round i mean this report today we yeah. had labor uh leisure and hospitality oh, healthcare, yeah. government all those areas yeah. adding the jobs. government was state yeah. and locals i mean literally it was all state and local right now that's not going to continue right well obviously we've seen the sell-off in the in the stock yeah. market capital gains taxes are going to collapse and that hiring just won't be able to be supported so what we're really going to see is, is a pretty steep deceleration in the top line hiring, but we want to pay close attention to the composition of that hiring to see where the weakness is. Um, you know, t temps are off, that's usually a sign. Yeah, demand slowing. Right, and you know what else I was thinking about? I mean, we've talked about some of the, the key factors, labor force participation yep. rate and how um, these are some of the things on our mind, but I'm particularly worried about debt and consumer debt and how people are using their credit cards and with the yeah. rising rate environment, you know, the impact of rising rates, right? If you owe a thousand bucks, it's gonna be more and more and more and everybody was doing buy now, pay later. I think that increased 80% or something yeah, um, we, year over year, right? What's, so, what's, what's more problematic is they're doing some buy now, pay later at grocery stores. That's a real sign that's of stress. That's gonna snowball. That's yeah. gonna snowball. I mean, it's great when you don't have to pay anything, but when you when it comes time that you have to pay it and interest upon interest upon interest, you're never gonna catch up. Right, the working class is gonna have a really nasty adjustment on the other side of this. So it's, my worry you know, next year is, mm -hmm. you know, households. Yep. And what they need to know, what do they need to know? What they need to know is that the rate of, rate of inflation has peaked and it's going to, to drop fairly mm -hmm. significantly to around right. 4%, but it's gonna get sticky. So the 2% that they've become accustomed to over the past gen two generations, mm -hmm. that's not likely to be the case going forward. So they have to renegotiate their labor contracts. They need to ask for more money. Right. They need, oh. to, they need to begin to price in three to 4% inflation going forward per How year. How about, you know, gender? Yeah. I know uh, we were talking about retirement and a lot of folks retiring. Um, tell me about men versus women. You had some thoughts on that. All right, so there's a pretty big drop today. A lot of noise in this report. But what I'm, I'm seeing is, is that men 25 to 54, especially without college degrees, just aren't returning to the workforce, mm -hmm. right? I think some of this is long COVID. Right. That uh, just the impact of that is so large that there's just some people who aren't gonna return to traditional work roles. Right. Right. Then there's just, I've been, I think a general reassessment of work in the country and people are demanding a changed workplace. You know, I, the, one of the best uh, descriptions of this is, well, the labor war is over and labor won, right? So we're gonna be in a different situation. You know, when I talk to clients, I say, look, we all got very comfortable with giving everybody 2% wage increases right, right. per year. We suppress wages for two generations. Right. That's now over. That means narrower profit margins, right? It means you're gonna have to get efficient, lean and mean, and you're gonna yeah. have to really improve your productivity. That means hiring people, hiring yeah. the right people and supplying them with the right technology. Different, different managerial mix, I think. And while inflation has peaked, as you said, I mean, you're yeah. still facing a very 
high cost. That's right. Um, at the at the grocery store, at the gasoline pump, um, just you know the MTA is going to raise for the subway. I mean they're raising everywhere. The yeah. toll booths are more. Um, mm -hmm. Just to get to work. That's right. Is pretty costly. So. We're going through this large change. That's where, maybe another reason why people figure I, it probably doesn't even pay for me to go unless I make more money. Where, yeah, I mean, some there's definitely something to that, especially when one has childrens. Right. You factor you in the cost the of childcare. There's going to be decisions not to go to work, and increasingly, right. men are taking care of that role because women, more women are college educated, and they're going to earn more money, so get them out in the workforce, right? Mm. So, things are changing. Look, we're swinging towards yeah. a, a period of insufficient aggregate supply with a really long-term disruption of the goods sector due to the decoupling of the U.S. and Chinese economies, things are just going to be more expensive. Right. And we Can, all have to prepare for that. Last quick question. You mentioned college educa educated yeah. make more money. We, every stat we've seen shows college education equals more money. Yeah. More and more and more in the last five years, the last one year, the college education and the cost of college education have now really come into question. Yep. And I'm wondering at what point are we going to say, you don't need a college education to make more money. We're not. You think, so you think that it's going to stay no, the we're way not. it is. Yeah, it's so going to stay go the way to college. Yeah. yeah, look. So still go to college. There's okay, a cultural, there's a cultural discussion here that's beyond economics and finance that's got to do with the allocation of power and privilege in the country. And it's decisively swaying in favor of those who have college educations. I just don't see that changing anytime in the near future. Okay, understood. Great to see you, yeah. Joe Brusselas. I love when you come to New York City. Enjoy your New York weekend in yeah, the Big Apple. You. Joe Brusselas, Chief Economist at RSM.